to another episode of the Good Guys Podcast. My name is Brandon Dixon. I am a happily married man and a humble father of four. And as always, I am joined by none other than the honorable, the Reverend Slim Rev, aka Joshua Azip. What's good, BD? How you feeling? I'm feeling good, man. I'm feeling good. It's a holy Sunday. All right. We're recording the Good Guys podcast, so there's going to be a fresh anointing on today's episode. Mm, that's right. That's right. We normally record on Saturday, but um, when there 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 were uh, extenuating circumstances. <laughs> Jay, <laughs> it was on me this time, y'all. Well, this only really affects y'all. It ain't about when the podcast is done. It's when it's done. That's right. As long as it's done in excellence. That's it. That's it. But let me tell you, man. Sunday's a tough day to record, so at this point of the podcast, I don't know how good it's gonna get. <laughs> but right now, <laughs> you see the you see I'm rough e. Well, I ain't got no haircut or nothing, bro. It was a rough week this week. Busy, bro. Preaching, speaking, teaching. Okay. okay. Serving, but I was like, bro. But boy, Sunday, we're gonna get through it though, and I think it's gonna be a good episode. Absolutely. There's there's a there's definitely a specific reason why we normally record on Saturday morning. Because, well, here's the thing. As a black man, uh, Sunday afternoons are designated for one thing. Sacred. It's sacred. Mm. All right. Sunday afternoons are for naps. Mm. Okay. You should be taking a nap on Sunday afternoon. After you've gotten up, after you have gone to the house of worship, after you have fellowshiped with the family and broken bread. It's only right that you lay on the couch with your loved ones, or maybe even not. Maybe in maybe in the upper room. Exclusive, exclusive. Maybe uh, in the see, upper room. See, he said he said go to the upper room and wait. Mm. See, see, so I, I go to my upper room and I wait. I wait for that nap to hit. Yes, me. yes. And that nap hits, and you hit that fan. You get you get you cut the fan on. Okay, you cut something on TV that you don't really care about watching. I prefer <clears throat> P- uh, PGA go- uh, golf it is my weapon of choice. Mm-hmm. And you drift off into the rest that was promised to us in the word of God. Hey, if you want your week to be its best, rest midday Sunday. If you want your Midday week, Sunday. Go ahead, BD. If you want your week to be the best... Get your Sunday afternoon rest. That's a word, BD. See, people don't understand that. If you're still up around this time, you don't understand the meaning of rest. Mm. Like, there's no reason for you to still be up between the hours of 2.30 and maybe 6 if you do a nap like I do it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, with that said, bear with us. I think it's going to be a great episode. I think we're going to do fine. But it is Sunday afternoon. We should be napping. But you know what? We're here for you guys. See, see, because I was about to skip this week. Mm. That's how strong them Sunday naps be. Sunday naps be like, yo, bro, you always got next week. It's always Take this week off. Week. But no, we are here for you guys. So, here's what I'm asking from you guys. Okay? There you go. If you enjoy the Good Guys podcast, if you enjoy the content that we are kicking out for you on a weekly basis, 
hit the subscribe button if you haven't done so already. If you have already subscribed, thank you. Continue to content, uh, comment and engage with us. Smash the like button. That's how you can help. If you haven't subscribed, hit the subscribe button. That's all we ask. We don't ask money. We don't ask uh, your time. Well, maybe your time because you're listening to us. But yeah. hit the subscribe button. And hit the bell so that you get post notifications so, so that you know whenever we drop new content. All right? Um, other than that, like J.E. said, we've got a great episode today, so we're going to go ahead and get into it. And we're going to start today with the Reality TV Chronicles. All right. Second one. Second one. And so my wife and I are still on uh, Married at First Sight. I think that's the only reality show that we're watching right now. Some of the reality shows out there have been canceled because of the COVID-19. So, um, so you guys not keeping up with the Kardashians or not like that? No. So, so she has some that she watches on her own. Oh, I got you. I got you. And then there are some that we watch together. Like there, there's, there's certain, you know, lines that I, I will, you know, I have to uphold a certain standard, you know, of, of integrity and diligence. Um, you know, I can't watch all those shows with her. I just can't do it. I can't call myself a man and watch Keeping Up with the Kardashians. All right, bro. I can only imagine, bro. If if I, I don't think I would do a podcast with you if you watched all of them. You know, like if I found out that you were excited and you, babe, is on. I'll pause it for you. <laughs> the Kardashians is on. Oh gosh, Kim again. No. I, Who's your favorite? <laughs> I will not answer that question. <laughs> that is a trap. There's a trap, Chloe. <laughs> you beat it up. No, there you go, Chloe. Chloe. She, yeah, yep. Mm-hmm. Personality. Probably the safest one. All right, so we're watching Married at First Sight, and and I enjoy that show. It actually is a good show, um, because it talks about a lot of the themes that we talk about here on this show. It talks about relationships, marriage, that kind of thing. So there was there's a couple on there, and they were having a conversation. And they, they, they've been doing okay. You know, their relationship has been has been fine. <clears throat> but they're going through, you know, like we talk about, going through the stages of getting to know a person. So they're talking about, you know, um, what are your dreams? What are your goals? Like, what do you want to do? What do you want to accomplish? And so he's telling her all the things that he wants to do, the dreams that he has. And some of them are kind of, you know, a little outlandish. He talked about... Uh, a backpacking in Machu Picchu. He talked about eating all different kinds of foods in uh, different countries and things like that. And there's nothing wrong with those things. Um, you know, uh, nothing wrong with those things. But he shared all of those with her. And she didn't take too well to it. She, you know, in her mind, those dreams, those goals of his mm. were unrealistic. So, I mean, she really took issue with it. Like she, she feels like she felt like, you know, he's still a boy. He's still, he prioritizes, you know, the things that he wants to accomplish in his dreams. And she feels like he will prioritize that over a family and the relationship with her. And she feels like, you know, the relationship with her and the family that they're going to have together is not going to be enough for him. He's going to want to do all these other things. And so she feels like there's a conflict there. So she, I mean, she pretty much shot down 
all his dreams <laughs> and said, wow. you know, <clears throat> I need you to mature and to let some of those dreams go and be more realistic in your approach. And um, so, yeah, I mean, it struck up a conversation between me and my wife. And uh, to be honest, we were, co- we were we were both more or less on the same side on this one. But I think it's an important conversation to have because I think it can help some people, some of our listeners understand, you know, how to deal with a man who has ambition, who has dreams, because there is a balance that you need to have with that. But there's this there's a way to handle it. Right. So, J.E., I'll go ahead and let you, you know, give your view on it and we'll we'll discuss how do you feel about that situation as far as like you have a man who has a lot of ambition, you have a lot of he has a lot of dreams and he's expressing those to you. But maybe you're concerned, is he, you know, is he realistic with those dreams? Are, are those dreams just crazy? Are those just pipe dreams? Does he need to chill out and really focus, come back to reality? How do you feel? Well, first off, he jacked himself up by getting married at first sight. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you got to go to all the sites you want to go to in life and then settle down, you know? And there's nothing wrong with a man dreaming. But if you settle for a family, some of those boy-like or... Or just some of the things that you may be may enjoy may have to be modified, you know, um, because uh, uh, being married is a responsibility. Um, man, you got to be prepared to be last. And yeah. so if you want to be first, be single. You know what I'm saying? If you want to be first, stay single. But in this young man situation, I mean, we, we know the premise of the show, so I don't want to go into that. But let's I'm going to look at it as if it's not the whole concept of the show Married at First Sight. I look at it like now it is what it is. First off... Um, I would try to find a compromise. I mean, it just depends on what all he wants to do. Um, but women have to also understand that she, uh, they shouldn't be led by fear. Um, if that man submitted to God, it's something to be afraid of. Um, um, that don't mean you put your trust in that man solely, but you continue to put your trust in God. But honestly, that's his fault, man. He got married. He should he should have just been like, you know what? You cute, but you're not cute enough. I'm trying to go here. I'm trying to do this. Because that's why singleness is a blessing and its own exclusive right. It gives you an opportunity to do what you like. It gives you a light, it gives you an opportunity to um to enjoy what you enjoy. But real talk, when you become a man, um, there's just certain things that have to be modified. Now, when it comes to like, be specific in what it was his dreams was, his dreams was what now? I want to be specific on, I want to know exactly what his specific things she had a problem with again. Uh, I think most of it was like the, it, to be, it wasn't like um, career oriented stuff. He has a good career. Oh, okay. He has a solid career. He just wants to do a lot of traveling and a lot of, you know, adventures, you know, skydiving, trying different <clears> foods <throat> in different countries. It was really just okay. that. It wasn't and like, I, I, you know, and, and oh, I want to start this business and that business and that. And I'm like, nah, he's got a solid job. He just wants to have man, adventures and stuff. I feel bad for him, man. Because honestly, man, that's why you marry someone. Uh, that's why it's important to be with someone that you're compatible with, that you complement each other. Um, if if those are questions you ask early on in a relationship, you you, you show your interest and you ask if y'all share similar interests. You know, I like to travel. I like to eat at different places around the world. And you don't want to travel. You want to stay local. Then we can't. We can't be vocal anymore. We can't. We can't really do this anymore because that's what I genuinely like to do. That's why I like you. You just gotta. You just gotta be careful, man. So I, I feel bad for him because he married her. And but as far as her, when women in those kind of shoes, I think they should just kind of say, you know what? 
If he's inviting me to enjoy these things with him, let me see if I like it. Who doesn't like traveling? Maybe there are some people that just don't like traveling, who just don't like eating foods from other countries, who don't want to see um, God's green earth. Um, and then that's, um, that's unfortunate. Right, right. So I think there's, there's, I guess there's almost like two different sides to it. So you have to address it within the context of being married at first sight, which is totally different. Um, yeah. But you can also look at it you know, extrapolate that and talk about, you know, if, if you're just dating and you're having these conversations. So I, I think the main takeaway from <clears throat> it is, like we talk about, have these conversations before you get married. Um, because that's when you find out, like if one person is, you know, adventurous and wants to travel and that's something that's important to you, you shouldn't have to completely sacrifice Mm-mm. You know, your passions, your desires in order to, you know, make someone else happy who they they don't feel that way. If 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 it's if they're not adventurous, if they don't like to travel, if that's not a priority to them, then y'all probably don't need to be together. So that 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 is a conversation that normally should happen mm. during the dating phase so that you can, you know, make that call. And, and even and it sounds easier. It, it sounds easy as we're saying it, but sometimes people will ask that question and the two people will be on two completely different pages and they will still, you know, continue on in that relationship because for whatever reason they want to be in a relationship. They don't want to be single there. You know what I mean? And they, they thinking it's not going to be a big deal and it ends up being a big deal. Huge deal. So you do have to have those uh, conversations prior to getting married. That's important. Um, Within the context of the show, I feel like, and even even sometimes to a certain extent outside of the, the context of the show, I think that a lot of men at heart are dreamers. Like we do, and not all, but I think a good guy is going to be to a certain extent a dreamer because he is going to feel like he has a purpose. He is going to feel like he has a calling that he wants to fulfill. He is going to want to accomplish certain things. So how do you respond to that as a female? I think you have, it's nuanced. Like you, you don't want, what you don't want to do, I feel like is just shoot down his dreams like she did. I don't think that's the answer. I think you have to, um, sometimes you have to just be a cheerleader for that man and, 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 and support, you know, the dreams. And sometimes you know that some of those dreams may or may not happen. What happens with men is a lot of times we have ambitions, we have dreams, we have things that we, we want to accomplish. Um, some of them we will accomplish uh as some of them we won't but what happens is when we get married and we and and we pursue um our significant other and we fall in love with our significant other a lot of times that will be because that significant other supports our dreams and our goal our goals and our visions so once we see that she supports you know our goals and our purpose and our visions and things like that we fall in love with them and then when you get married life happens right you have kids you have you know certain uh, issues that arise and because we love 
this woman. Now we are willing to kind of sacrifice maybe some of those uh, goals and dreams in order to do what we need to do as far as providing and being responsible for our family. So um, what I would say is don't shoot down his dreams up front. Just say, uh, you know, you don't want to tell a man, look, none of your dreams are going to happen. All right. This is it. This is the best thing that's going to happen to you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, forget about all your dreams. Like, that's kind of the approach that she had. And I don't think that's a good approach to take. I think it's, hey, that sounds awesome. That sounds dope. You know, now, if you're in the dating phase, we talked about it in other videos. Look at his fruit. What is he doing? Is he doing things that are going to uh, result that happen to the potential to result in him accomplishing those goals? Is there any fruit? Do you see anything that's in place right now that that would uh, uh, give you reason to believe that he can do these things? If you don't see if he's sitting on the couch every weekend and playing video games and he's talking all this big talk, then you can pretty much just keep it moving. He's just talking. Um <clears throat> But yeah, so so you want to, you don't want to shoot down the dreams of a man. You wanna you wanna support him. You wanna let him know that you you know you believe in him, and then from there, you know you just judge his fruit. But um, I think what like I said, what happens with men is we'll fall in love, and and as life goes on, we'll kind of find that balance of you know that and ambition versus responsibility. We'll kind of find that balance. But on the man side, I think like Jay, uh, like you said, J.E., you need to a lot of that stuff you need to handle before you get married. <laughs> you know, uh, if ideally, if you can, you know, if you can go ahead and get into your purpose, if you can start that business before you get married, start it. If you can, if you know what your calling is and you can start, you know, getting undertaking that before you get married, do that, because once you get married, that is the reality of the situation. You're not going to be able to do whatever you want to do when you want to do it. You are going to have to sacrifice for your family. You are going to have to put them first because that's your responsibility. And that's why, man, I tell people that's single, I said, man, pursue your purpose because you'll find your person in your purpose. It's just that simple. So that's why I tell everyone who's single, enjoy your life. Enjoy your singleness. Because you'll find a person within the proximity of your purpose. And what I mean by that, you're not going to have the same goals. I want to say same goals. You won't have the same uh, interest at the same level, at the same level of intimacy that you're involved in. But at least that person can understand because it's within proximity. Right. And so what I advise people is to understand that um, you're not going to like everything that your person, that your uh, man of God, woman of God likes, your person that you like likes. But love turns into like. If you love the person, you'll end up liking what they do. You might not like it at the level, but it'll be just as enjoy. It will be uh, uh, enjoyable enough for it to possibly spark something that you enjoy. I'm sure there's things that I really deeply enjoy that my wife don't enjoy at my level. But at the same time, because she loves me. And the reason why a lot of these relationships are, uh, are a lopsided and it kind of makes sense of married at first sight, love wasn't able to develop. Love, interest, understanding did not develop in enough time frame right. for her to at least say, you know what? I love you. Therefore, I will at least attempt to like. But when you begin to do anything another person likes, your love will make it at least the moment enjoyable. Right. And so <clears throat> we got to make sure that uh, uh, for the lady side, that you're not in a self-seeking relationship, that you're looking for a relationship to only serve you. 
You are not the best thing to him. You're not. God is. Because if you think that you're the best thing to him, you'll think everything around you is what he really likes. And now for him to get the box, now he has to now he has to uh, modify his whole life just to be a servant of you. And the Jezebelic spirit is, is, is evident and it's prevalent. And that's why you had a lot of homes where the where the kid would go to the dad and the dad be like, go ask your mom because she's the one running that house. She's the one running the decision. So what I'm saying is you got to make sure your heart is not self-seeking, that that you're not bypassing it during the dating phase to decapitate it in the married phase. And that man's shocked because you lied to him, make him believe that you was what interested, but you was like, I'm the best thing. So you should only do what I like to do, watch what I like to watch, move how I move. And that's unfair for the dude. And I think guys, like you said earlier, get it all, get at least the bulk of it out of your system where you're able to be okay to compromise, to be able to say, you know what? I'm not going to travel 50 weeks out of the year. That's a false expectation to a woman who's <clears throat> who wants to at least get used to the marriage. But at the same time, fellas, if you got a woman right now that you're dating and she kind of got that face when your dreams brought up, she kind of makes it. She gets to her phone when you start talking about your dreams. She looks disinterested. She's self-seeking, bro. I would keep. I would just pass her up and keep going and keep thriving in your purpose because you will meet a person. Why do you think these these gym workout people marry women and men who work out too? They met in the gym. They mm. met in their purpose. Now, do they got the same physique? No, but they 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 know what me, uh, meal prep is. So that 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 aids to the culture of the home. See what I'm saying? So when you in your purpose and you in and you doing what you love, you will begin to see people around that can at least uh, share similarities of what you enjoy. Because if you travel, you're going to meet people who travel. Mm. And then when you meet someone who travels, then they're going to be like, you know what? I'm used to traveling. I, 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 you know, I like it. But if you if you if you're just doing if you're sacrificing your purpose and your singleness don't know God in your singleness and got all these great gifts on the inside and then you want to bring them out in a marriage, you're setting yourself up to be um, highly disappointed um, because you should have spent that time in your singleness to really enjoy that and then you'll enter it, it, you'll actually be able to meet a person that will actually enjoy some of those things, those those components with you. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, um, if you if you have an opinion on this particular situation, so like if you let us know in the comments, if you feel like um, she was justified in telling him to be more realistic um, and, and maybe fall back on his dreams and his goals and aspirations. Or do you think he's right to have those things that he's still trying to accomplish, those dreams, those ambitions and and still be trying to accomplish those while still having his responsibilities uh, as a family. Let me know whose side and, you're on. And BD, you're right. I mean, I, you oh, you saw the show, so you know her uh, temperament. And you, you you saw her disposition. But there there is some validity in a woman whose disposition wasn't like hers. Like if a woman looks at your dream and you're and you're just big dreaming it beyond your ability right now. She right. has the right to say that dream is unrealistic, man. Like the dream is uh, possible, but the time frame is unrealistic. And so I want to make sure that's clear that that I don't want women to be like, well, I'm just gonna let my man dream crazy dreams. Nah, sure. you got you got to be that help that says, you know what? I, that's great, dude. Spicy chicken sandwich. Mm. Here we go. Mm. Brought to you by right. the Rev. <laughs> Get you good two pieces of good two parts of the bun, mm-hmm. babe. That's a great dream, babe. Babe, man, that's gonna impact a lot of people's lives. But you know we got these goals here for us. 
You know we working on some things. We don't have the money like that right now. And for the last couple of weeks, man, you ain't really been on it. But I, but but a dream is great. Dream is good. <laughs> right. But but I need you to take care of us. Right. Right. There ain't no wrong with that. And that's true. <clears throat> that's very true. I think there's I think there's balance. I think there's definitely balance to it. And I think like you said, JE, it's 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 not that you just blindly support whatever dreams he throws out there. It is that, you know, you're 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 nuanced in your response. Hey, I think that's awesome. That sounds amazing. I believe you can do it. Mm-hmm. Um I want to make sure that we the the pri- I mean, want to make sure we prioritize. So I want to make sure our our me and our family is the number one priority. And so as long as those things are taken care of, I completely support you, you know, doing this XYZ or whatever the case may be. But yeah, it is perfectly okay to make sure, hey, while you doing all uh, while you got all these big plans, make sure we good on the home front first. <clears throat> But if you if you holding down the home front, if you got all your responsibilities handled, I'm happy with the kids happy, then yeah, we can pursue those dreams as well. So Man, and also, man, if you dating a guy who only talks about dreams and haven't turned them into goals, there you go. Use your souls and walk out the room, man. I'm telling you. Because there's a bunch of dreamers out there, man, not a bunch of doers. Right. There's a lot of guys with big dreams. That's one thing that bothers me is people who always tell me their dreams but don't show me they did anything with it. That's that that right there, man. I'm like, I can't talk to you, man. You 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 making you making my head hurt. Right, and that's a good that's a good point. So if he has if he has dreams, right? Ask him does he have a time limit associated <laughs> with those dreams? Ask him does he have a plan and a time limit associated with those dreams? Because then they're goals, right? Like Je said. If he doesn't have those two things, if he has, doesn't have a time limit associated and he doesn't have a plan of action, then they are just dreams and they're not really worth anything more than the piece that, you know, they're not and worth you, much. And please understand this. If you met a man and you met him with the dream, leave that man alone. A man, the man you meet should already have some materialization of that dream. I'm telling you, man, I, I, I think a man is not ready to for marriage. If there isn't, if there isn't like, uh, and don't get me wrong, I'm not sitting there saying we're not we talking about we we talking about no career, no job, stuff like that. But if he has a career and a job and a dream comes along, then that's understandable. What I'm saying is, you're young, y'all just got out of college or whatever, whoop de whoop. And this man talking about I got a dream. Let that give him some time with that dream because (laughs) he is not going to be able to take care of you in that dream. Right. You you just gonna be a distraction, and his dream is gonna be a distraction to you. Just won't be the right time. So if all he does is talk about that dream or you met him with just a dream, but no materialization of any type of job that would potentially help fund that dream. You know what I'm saying? Then uh, that man got 18 years like Joseph to go through. He need to go through some pits. He need to go through some prisons. He need to go through some Potiphar's um, before you even make time for him. (laughs) Anyway, let's keep going. All right, we'll go ahead and keep it moving into the main topic of uh, the day, which today we're going to be talking about self-confidence. All right, self-confidence. It is incredibly important in life, in relationships, in your, you know, everything that you do, self-confidence plays a major role. 
in whether or not you will be able to carry out the purpose that God has for you, whether or not you'll be able to accomplish your goals, your ambitions, your aspirations. You have to have self-confidence in order to do any of those things. So we're going to talk about that here today. And we're going to go ahead and get into the first point. And the first point is to reroute yourself. If you're struggling with self-confidence, then your confidence is not rooted in the right thing. And that's easy to come, you know, that's, that's an easy trap to fall into in today's society because you have so many external factors, um, you know, that, that impact your self-confidence. The prime, one of the primary ones is social media, right? So we see social media all day, every day. We're seeing everybody's highlight reel. We're seeing them put the best, you know, of the, the best of a uh, compilation hits album every single day and that's all you're looking at so it's easy to fall into the trap of comparing uh, comparing yourself uh, in your life and the things that you're seeing as you're sitting on you know uh, the john handling your business uh you're seeing all these highlights and people traveling and and, and families and things like that and and think you know hey i i'm not i'm not where they are I'm not as good as they are. They're doing something that I'm not able to do. And if you're allowing your self-confidence to come from that perspective, you're going to have a distorted view of yourself. You're comparing your real life because you're not just you're not just seeing the highlights of your life. You're seeing the low lights, the in-between lights, the, every other light there is. And you're comparing it against their highlights. Yeah, you're, it's going to be a distorted view. So... That can affect your self-confidence. Um, you know, family sometimes can affect your self-confidence. Uh, you know, sometimes family can can have a, a particular view of you or who you were when you were growing up and you're not that person anymore, but they want to keep you in that box. Other people, friends, associates, all of these things can contribute to you not having the proper self-confidence. So what we have to do is we have to reroute ourselves. We have to root ourselves in, uh, put our confidence in Christ, all right? Look at the what the Word of God says about you, and the, the Bible says that we're made in His image, okay? We are made in His image. We were fearfully and wonderfully made. So it, it, Christ, uh, God has put a purpose uh, on every on the inside of every one of us. All right. We all have a specific. We have gifts. We have talents. We have abilities that God put on the inside of us for the journey that he knew before time that we were going to go on. So you have to have confidence in that. Have confidence in the fact that you have a purpose. Have confidence in the fact that God has put everything on the inside of you that you need to accomplish that purpose once you have that confidence, there's nothing you can't do. There's nothing that can shake you. I don't care what this person is doing over there because that's their journey. And that's great that they're walking in the, the purpose that God has for them. He put that inside of them. He also put something on the inside of me. And I don't know when it's going to materialize. I don't know when, you know, it, it, it's going to actualize. But I know that it's there and I trust God. And so I have self-confidence no matter where I am in my journey. That time is coming 
And I have confidence in that because I have confidence in Christ. If you have your confidence in Christ and no one else and nothing else, you can't lose. Your confidence will never waver and you will never allow that. There's nothing Satan wants more than to kill your self-confidence and, and make you believe, oh, you don't have anything to offer. You don't have any gifts or talents. God doesn't need you for anything. Look at all these other people out here doing great things. He doesn't need you. And if you allow yourself to fall into that trap, you're not going to fulfill your purpose. So put your confidence in Christ. Reroot yourself. Uproot whatever it is that's affecting your self-confidence now and put that uh, and reroot your confidence in Christ. Yeah, man, that's powerful stuff. If you look at the core of the word confidence, you see two letters. You see I and D. For those who know what ID is, it's identification. Whatever you identify directly affects your confidence. That's why it's important to understand your renewed self. We're talking about confidence in the you that God created you to be, that has been refurbished, renewed, sanctified, and is growing in thrivency with, when, in, in regards to relationship with God. But you have to understand, whatever you identify will determine the uh, fluctuation of your feelings. That's why you got to be very careful that you don't identify yourself or find your confidence in your looks, your confidence in your money, your confidence in your status. Because when those things fail, you fall with it. But you know, that's one of the one of my favorite attributes about God, BD, is that he's immovable, meaning that he's uh, never changes. He is sturdy, stable. He, you don't have to worry about it. So like what like what I told I gave my testimony. In one of my videos, I don't know if it was one of the good guys, and talked about how I made a lot of money during the pandemic. We was healthy, well, nothing happened because we wasn't moved. Mm. I was moved to the grocery store and got us some water. I was smart. We just, see, there's a difference between just being like, I'm going to trust God and I'm just going to do nothing. No, there's a part that I had to play. Right. But at the same time, God did his part. And when your confidence is in Christ, you're not moved. So when that man moves out of your life, you're not moved. You might be disappointed. You might be sad, but you're not depressed. The level of your response to something being released from your life is predicated on that thing being an idol in your life. Now, if someone leaves and stuff happens, you're human. You're going to be sad or disappointed or may even have uh, some ego, some pop up. But when your confidence is in God, those things will last only but a short period of time. But if it lasts for a long time and it goes deep into the emotional realm, then that shows you that that thing was... I'm too connected to you and you identify with that thing more than you should have. That's why you got to reroute yourself and say, you know, what do I have my confidence in right now? You can't trust your job. <clears throat> you can't trust your employer. You can't trust your stash. All that stuff can be out the window. But I know that if I'm anchored in God, I can always remain confident. I can always remain confident knowing that he will supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. You know what I'm saying? I don't have to worry about anything. He can hire a ravens. He got a rave. Listen, I'll, I'll keep a window open. I don't got to worry about it. Ravens will come and feed me with some good biscuits. A raven will go to the drive-thru line of Chick-fil-A, grab, go in there, just bust in there, and just grab, start grabbing biscuits. And I ain't worrying about it. What I'm saying is, you have to understand that you cannot get so caught up in connecting yourself to things and then identifying with those things and then your leaf begins to fade. The Bible says you will be a tree planted by the rivers of water where your leaf won't fade. You understand? So it doesn't matter what rain doesn't fall above you. 
there's water beneath you. So what that means is it don't matter what the elements are. It don't matter what storm the devil brings. It don't matter what famine the devil brings. It don't matter what happens above you. If you're rooted by the rivers of water beneath you, your leaf will not fade. And then you will always remain confident because when you look at yourself, you're going to be like, man, I am being supernaturally sustained by the power of God. I will go forth and accomplish what I need to accomplish because I'm on assignment. And the reason why many people lose confidence, BD, they're out of assignment. They're out mm. of alignment. Oh man, mm-hmm. I found two A's that go together. Uh-oh. I found see see when you out of alignment, mm-hmm. you have no assignment. Mm. And if you have no assignment, whatever the third word is, you can put you can fill it in the sentence, put it in the comments box. Another A that will go with that. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> but we have to understand that confidence does build, or our confidence really builds when our faith is materialized. And what I mean what uh when, when God's faithfulness is revealed. Now I can be confident knowing that he's provided for me before. So it doesn't matter who walks away from me. It doesn't matter what happens to me. My leaf will not fade. But your leaves will fade when you're rooted in the wrong things. And that's why we've heard, you pretty sure you heard the quote that says, comparison is the thief of joy. Mm. What does the Bible say about joy? In the presence of God, there's a fullness of joy. The Bible said that the joy of the Lord is your strength. If comparison is a thief of joy, that means comparison robs you from or moves you from a place of contentment. Contentment is the place that we all should strive to, to, to be at. Contentment means, God, I may not like where I'm at, but as long as you hear where I'm at, I'm good. Right. So contentment doesn't mean complacency. Do you think that I'm completely 100% content with where I'm at in life? No, there's still some ambition. There's still some aspirations, but if this is where God wants me, I'm good. Right. Because I identify with him. See, the Bible says, I'm about to get theological with you, but the Bible says, he said, let us make man in our image, in our likeness. All of us bear the image of God, but with the fall, we lacked his likeness. Mm. Right. When Christ came back, he came into the image, the image of the father. He said, if you've seen me, you've seen the father. He then say, fellas, it's a speed for me to go because if I don't go, I can't send the comforter. Why was the comforter so important? Because Christ understood that if I am in bodily form, we I'm the only one on this planet that's image bearing and likeness bearing to the Father. But if I release my spirit and my spirit, the Holy Spirit, the individual, <clears throat> fully God comes inside of you, now God can have relationship because he has something in you that he relates to. That's what relationship is. Relatability. Do we relate? And when you are your confidence in him and you relate to Christ, his spirit in you, then man, doesn't matter what you go through, you stand and see the salvation. You're sturdy. Your life is full of joy. But when you, see, when you get caught up in happiness, let me tell you a different definition of happiness and joy. Happiness is based upon conditions. Joy is not based on conditions. Happiness says I'm only happy if these conditions are in my life. Joy says I'm happy because I got one condition in my life. I'm full of joy because no matter what, I'm, I, I don't need any other conditions to make me go through, navigate through my life joyfully. So what I'm saying is, is that, man, you got to make sure your confidence is not anything right now. If it's in anything other than God, you are setting yourself up to be depressed. The enemy's ultimate objective is to have you enjoy the wrong thing long enough for you to become emotionally attached to it so they can be stripped from up under you and you fall into the deep places of depression. So you got to think about that, man. How to boost your self-confidence? Put your confidence in Christ. 
Because I'm telling you, man, you'll be all right throughout your life. And you don't have to worry about um, um, being moved when things move out of your life. Simple as that. All right. Next week on the Good Guys Podcast. <laughs> hey. Well, tell hey, we went in on that first point. <laughs> hey, man, man. Listen, man. There's certain talking points you can't, you can't um, um, tease a preacher on. Mm. You can't talk about being rooted. You can't talk about being anchored. You can't talk about him being the rock. You know what the word of God <laughs> You know what the word of God says? He says, don't build your life on a rock. He said build your life on the rock. If he would if the scriptures would have said build your life on a rock, that means there would have been comparable rocks to build your life on. But he says, when you build your life on the rock, they saying that I am the only rock to build your life on and so when you're rooted mm-hmm. and you're anchored mm-hmm. and your roots have found the living stream that's in you the spirit of god that's why i don't worry about my leaf fading bd okay. i don't l- listen only thing that may be fading on me is my hairline but the, everything else ain't fading okay because i'm anchored because i'm rooted mm-hmm. my foundation is in him the core of the word confidence is the word id who and what do you identify with? Because whoever you identify with will determine whether you rise or you fall. Ooh. If you're moved or not moved. If you're anchored or if you're or you're drifting. Mm-hmm. Or you're anchored. Mm. Or you're rooted. Mm. And to think mm. you was about to take a nap. The Lord, listen, I'm my best when I'm tired. <laughs> I am my best. When I'm rested, I'm good with writing books. But when I'm tired... I rely on the spirit. Mm. This we got a third. When, when when people look at the podcast, they will see a third figure in the midst of this fire, and it's gonna be likened to the image of the Son of Man. Because right now, it ain't me, it ain't me. But there's something in the room. Oh, that's another talk. That's another sermon. <laughs> something in the room. <laughs> Lord, I can. Boy, you know I'm a preacher. Hey, you on fire <laughs> right now, Je. Yeah, man. Cause that nap. Mm. I'm glad I didn't take it. The Lord is using me on today. All right. Second point. Second point. (laughs) (laughs) The second point. We're talking about self-confidence and how to improve your self-confidence. The second point is to get to know yourself. All right. Eliminate negative thoughts. Think positive. Be honest with yourself and erase the negative effects of your past. All right. You have to get to know yourself. You have to know, um, you know, you have to, you have to be able to self-assess, right? Mm -hmm. What are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? What, 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 when we talk about, you know, finding your purpose, the number one thing is to look at yourself. Like I just said, look, look at your strengths, look at your weaknesses, look at some of the, look at some of the negative, um, uh, Things that have happened in your past. Look at some of the challenges that have happened in your past and and understand that not only did you get through those challenges, but you are you're you're still here and you learned from those challenges. There are things from those challenges that you can take and implement in your everyday life to, to say, hey, I've been through that before and I made it out of it. And I know what not to do and I know what to do, right? So if that comes my way again, 
I can handle that. I'm confident in my ability to handle that challenge because I've been through that before. The longer we go through life, the more things and the more challenges and the more uh, trials that we go through, those those harden us. Those we build up calluses and 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 they harden us and they we learn you know, how to handle those challenges. We learn, you know, we, we can take lessons from those challenges and we can better ourselves, right? So you want to get to know yourself. You want to you wanna look at your past experiences and you want to pull positive things from them instead of negative things. And in doing that, a lot of times we can find our purpose. We can find the thing that it is that we're supposed to be doing. Sometimes it's your greatest challenge that ends up being your calling, right? Mm-hmm. You may have been, you know, taken advantage of in the past, and now you take that, uh, that, that, that fire and that passion, and you impact other, you know, individuals who have gone through the same thing, you know, and, and that builds confidence because when you're doing something that you're passionate about, it's gonna come easy to you. That's your purpose. <clears throat> That's where that confidence comes from because you're walking in that thing that you are called to do. It is your calling. It is your passion. When you're trying to do something that, you know, that 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 you're just not really gifted in, it's going to feel like the biggest burden you've ever had. Now, I'm not saying that if you're walking in your calling, you'll never like, yeah, I'm sure J.E., Either I mean, you probably don't now, but there was a time when you got up to preach and you had some butterflies. Yeah, you might still have time. them now. Oh yeah. But that doesn't mean you know it's not hard for you to preach though. Like you enjoy doing it. You spoke yeah. what four times this week. Now you're on the Good Guys podcast. You're, you're dropping videos on your channel. Like you enjoy doing that. It's not my calling because I couldn't do it. I I would I I don't know what I would do if I had four speaking engagements in a week. And if I did, I would be asleep right now. But <laughs> <laughs> when you build your reps, oh, I, oh, let me stop. That's, that's a word. Well, BD, that's a word for you. Maybe I'm gonna let you have that one. But boy, if, if you don't use it, oh, I'm gonna use it. <clears throat> All I'm saying is, that's what Je is passionate about doing. That's his calling. So, so while he still may get butterflies, you know, it's not a burden, right? Yeah. So, you have to get to know yourself. You have to get to know what it is that you are passionate about, what you are good at, and kill all that negativity. You know what I mean? Like negative thoughts don't they don't help you. There's nothing about thinking negative thoughts that is going to help you in any way. So, you know, that all that does, that's just Satan trying to kill your confidence like I talked about before. So think positive. Um erase the negative effects of your past, use those challenges, use the things that you've been through uh, to build your confidence. I've been through that before. I can handle that before. And, and, and a lot of times, like I said, pull from those experiences, what your purpose is, what your passion is, and how you can help other people who have gone through some of the same things. Man, it reminds me of a story with Moses when he was at the burning bush and he began to make excuses on why he didn't feel comfortable or confident um, to lead 2 million people out of Egypt. He began to talk about his stuttering problem and that God responded to him, who made your mouth? Who made your tongue? Who made you? See, our confidence should be in the one who called us to the thing, right? And so when you understand that, you'll say, you know, if God called me to it, then I'm going to fulfill it. I'm going to do it. 
That's why I can do multiple messages per because I'm called to it. Right. See, that's why it's important for you to answer the call. It's unfortunate how many of us have missed calls from God. Mm. God been trying to call you, let you know, this is what I want you to do, but you're nervous to pick up or you you got him on block. You got or you, you created him a new name and created your own God in your phone and you answer their calling. Either way, you got to be able to say, you know what? I got to eventually answer this call and say, God, what do you have for me to do? <clears throat> because two times with Moses, God answered a question with the question. And he, what he did was when uh, he, um, when he was asking about uh, how can I or uh, be able to take people out of Egypt, he said, who made your lips? And when he was at another difficult place where his confidence was affected was when he was in front of the Red Sea. And God then said, Moses, what's in your hands? Mm. What's in your heart and what's in your hands? God is saying, look there. Stop looking up here, asking me all the time. Look inside. I created you, fearfully and wonderfully made you. Fearfully means he made you of unique reverence, that he respects what he made in you. He honors what he made, made in you to the point to where he says every gift is given without repentance. He said, I revere you so much, even if you don't use this for me, you got it, bro. That's yours. And he also said, I wonderfully made you, meaning that I made you to be an original, not a copy. Right. So our confidence builds when we know that the one who called us said that you can do it. Unfortunately, a lot of people didn't have fathers or family who was able to say, you know what, son, you can do that. What oftentimes happens in a lot of people's families is moms and dads would be like, go be a doctor. Be something completely opposite of what you're called to. So when it comes to that little area of calling, it's suffocated by the opinions of others. Who cares about what they think you should do? What does God want you to do? Then you will always be confident. Listen, man, I stood up. I, I spoke four times last week, man. Butterflies are butterflies strictly because you got eyeballs looking at you, right? But when I tap in and say, Holy Spirit, I always do this before I speak. It's your time, man. I'm just a vessel. You're the voice. That's it. And so when I get up there, I'm confident knowing that I'm being used. So it doesn't matter what environment I find myself in. I know I got a helper. My confidence is not in my ability, even though that adds to my confidence. Mm -hmm. But my ultimate confidence is, you got this, son. Go on, go on, kill it, brother. Go on up there and do what I told you. That's how you build that self-confidence. And that's why you got to get to know yourself. You can't just get to know yourself in like of what other people want you to be. You got to say, who have you made me to be? Because God's always going to be like, <laughs> that thing you complained about, I made that. Mm. I, I grew up, I started a lot as a young person. Sometimes I start over my words now. People, uh, um, um, speech therapists, people that I worked with said, um, your your brain works faster than your words are able to com connect to it. So you think faster than you talk. And so you're trying to talk at the speed of your mind and it trips your words up. But God said, I made that. So I'm not going to sit there and be like, I remember when I <clears throat> had issues with speaking. I, my confidence was in my forehead and, and my, my lack thereof. I was like, nobody's going to want to watch no videos. See, back then, we didn't, in our era, we didn't have the technology y'all had. But as I started getting into 19 and 20 and technology was advanced and God said, you got a word though. And I'm like, but God, I don't want to be in no video. So I'm scrunching my forehead, at least make it look better. You know what I'm saying? I always made sure I look straight at the camera so you won't see that extended cab right there. <laughs> right? And so, <laughs> but I, imagine me not being free Totally. Because I thought because of how I looked, uh, do you, who cares? 
When I realized, man, TD Jakes, <laughs> if TD Jakes, no offense to no Jakes, shade, man, TD. no, t- no, no shade, shade to TD, <laughs> but I look like TD, but the slim version. You know what I'm saying? And so what I mean by that, I was like, listen, it ain't about how you look. It's about who you. It's about what you release, the anointing. Right. And so many people's confidence is based upon, that's why a lot of ministries ain't anointed. I'm going through a rabbit hole right now. Mm. The reason why a lot of ministries are not anointed because they care about their wardrobe than the one they worship. Mm. So what happens is they rather look the part, but they don't want to go and do the work. And so what I'm saying is your self-confidence must be in the one who's called you. And you got to get to know yourself. God, what did you make me to do? I have some other points here. Honesty is important. You got to be honest with yourself because your number one enemy is not your mama. It's not your dad. It is you. It is not your friends. It ain't your ex. It is you. You are where you are because of you. And so you got to say, if I don't like where I am, I got to look at my I am. I got to look at myself. What am I doing that's hindering me and, and surrounding me with consequence that makes me not feel confident? I also have time uh, here. It says, um, oh, please understand this. The threat, the, the the effects of false expectations. A lot of young people, I got to give yourself time. The reason why you lack confidence is because you're rushing into something prematurely. My confidence was affected early on in ministry when I was like, because I made my confidence the result of my ministry. So if it wasn't a bunch of people there, I didn't have no confidence. I preached the level of the participants. Mm. And then when my confidence was in that, when the numbers was low, I'll get done in 20 minutes. But when there was about 100 people there, let's go. <clears throat> a different J.E. Right. But then when I realized that it doesn't matter what you do or who's in front of you, you got to do what he's told you to do. It don't matter if the room is one person. You preach like there's 10,000. But so many people, they get discouraged when they're not at their destiny at a perfect time. Last but not least, um, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. That all doesn't mean every single thing. It means your specific thing. Mm. So many people lack confidence and they're trying to do somebody else's thing. Christ is not going to strengthen you in an area that he has not called you to. Right. And so those are my little points quickly about self-confidence. Um, but your confidence must be in the one who's chosen you. That's simple as that. All right. We'll go ahead and move on to the next and third point, talking about self-confidence. How can you improve your self-confidence? Well, the third point is you can increase your confidence. You are good at this. Well, (laughs) you are called to this, BD. Your your timing of words, your word placement, bruh, this is your calling. Just let me walk in my calling, man. That's all. Sorry. Just let me walk in. (laughs) Or talk in it. Go ahead and talk in your purpose. Mmm. All right. Um, yeah. So so we talk about in, in the previous point, we talked about your purpose and that thing that God has called you to. And that is amazing. That is awesome. And God has put it there for you to use. Right. But you still have to hone that. It's not enough just to have the gift. God gave you the gift. But he's not going to force you to do it. He's not going to make you improve. He's not going to, you know what I mean? So he gave you the gift. And it's up to you to hone that gift, to perfect that gift and make it a skill. So 
there, there's a lot of guys who are who are gifted, and I'll talk in, in uh, terms of athleticism. Me and Josh played basketball growing up. There's a lot of guys who God blessed with immense athleticism could jump out the gym, and you'd see them in the warm-up lines before the game, going through the legs, behind the back, backwards, all of that. And then they get in the game and they got four points. Why they didn't drop 30 if they got all that athleticism? Because that athleticism, that gift, isn't enough. It's the ones who hone that gift. It's the ones who are in the gym getting the jump shots up. It's the ones who are in the gym doing the dribbling drills that are working on their condition in the in the offseason. Those are the ones that are able to put that athleticism together with the skill and those are the ones that are you see in the NBA <clears throat> right so uh, what does that mean for you if God's called you to to minister to a particular group of people we'll use the example from earlier those who who um uh have been you know maybe molested or whatever the case may be right you can have that purpose you can have that passion but a lot of times people say it's not what you say, it's how you say it. If you don't know how to interact with people, if you don't mm. know how to talk to people, if you don't know how to deliver your message in a way that it captures the emotions and the hearts uh, of those uh, of your audience, then you're still not going to fully fulfill the purpose that God gave you. So, okay, I know myself, uh, uh, J.E. and B.D., uh, I know what my passion is. I know what I want to do. What do I do now? Well, now is when you need to look, find some books on communication, how to communicate effectively. Uh, uh, read, some, listen to. If you don't want to read the book, get an audio book. If you don't want to get an audio book, go on YouTube. Hone your skill. I mean, hone your hone your gift and make it a skill. And when you do that. God can use you in a way that you wouldn't imagine. And when you do that, when you have that skill, confidence comes from that. That's where confidence comes from. Kobe Bryant talked about the late Kobe Bryant, God bless his soul, talked about where his confidence comes from. He said it was in the fact that I knew that I worked harder than every other person I was going up against. He knew that I, it's not just from, oh, I'm just the baddest dude walking. It's not just from, oh, can't nobody hoop like I can hoop. It's in the work that he put in. That work that he put in, the knowledge that nobody else is working as hard as I'm working is what gave him that confidence. So that's where you get that self-confidence from, uh, uh, rooting yourself in Christ, okay? Getting to know what your strengths, what your weaknesses are, what your passions are, what your calling is, and then putting in the work to hone that calling into a skill that you can use to carry out the purpose that God has for you. That is how you build your self-confidence. Man, let me tell you something, BD. And please, if my tone sounds a certain way, um, understand it's one of those topics that that uh, that I that I believe in and that um and let me just get right into it. Okay. Um, it feels good to be good. Oh, it mm. feels good to be good at your craft. Oh man, there like like there's two types of confidence, right? I have um, the source of your comp- confidence and supplemental confidence. 
we want to make I want to make sure I make that plan so I can separate the two because I can get in a motivational bag. I can get into that. Uh, I put in my work bag and I don't want to take take away from the source of my confidence, the source of your confidence. But what's the point of just having a source of confidence if you don't have supplemental confidence? What I mean by that is is that my goal in life is to ensure that God gets premium glory out of my life. Premium glory. I'm talking about like 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 God is known because of me. Like like people will be able to say that when I'm dead and gone that man walked with God. That that man was that man glorified God to the point to where I'm saved today because of his premium uh because of the glory that God has gotten from his premium gifting. See, my gift has to be premium. God ain't going to get no glory if your stuff is half done and you barely get to it. Like We got to get to a place where we say, you know what? I'm going to supplement this source of confidence with, 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 with proving that I put the work in. That's why, man, people ask me, uh, um, Coach or J.E. or Josh, whatever they call me, Mr. Ezzy, you know, why do you do so much? Why do you have 15,000, oh, 1,500 videos? Why do you have the audacity to write these many books? You see what I'm saying? Like, like, And I'm working on two books right now and another card game because I'm getting my reps up because of who I'm representing. Because I represent Christ, I'm getting my reps up so that when I step into my platform, when I step into it, I know I put the work in for him. And that's why like, it bothers me when people don't discipline themselves. I'm like, like <clears throat> you expect to be great, but you're acting average. And, and it bothers me when people, they want to do great things for God, but they barely pick up their craft. Mm. I bet you every ball player touches a basketball every day. I'm pretty sure a football player is touching a football every day or touching or, or doing something every day for that. Every day I'm writing. Every day I'm, I'm working on video. Every single day. Because the more reps I put in, the better representation of Christ I become. I'm not working for his love. I'm not working for his forgiveness. I'm working because I'm inspired by it. And I want to make sure that I give God premium giftings. And that's unfortunate how a lot of people uh, um, um, are just not confident today. But it's because you're not putting the work in. And I have here, um, it feels good to be good. Oh, when BD said about skill. Everybody is given a talent. But not everybody has talents, but not everybody has skill. Skill is different than talent. Skill is the mastery of your talent. And most people don't have transferable skills. And that's why you see some NBA players are actually able to transfer their skills from the game of basketball to another field. Mm. You got to sharpen. You got to say, okay, what is the proximity of my purpose? What supportive skill sets will keep me fed, will keep food in my skillet <laughs> all the days of my life? Because I'm skilled at it. Oh, look at that wordplay. Mm. What you skilled at with a term, if you will keep, keep, keep oh, I'm messing it up. <laughs> <laughs> Get it together. Get it together. The doctor good. said, the doctor said, you think, too, you think faster <laughs> than you too talk. Fast, too, too fast than I talk. When you, whatever you skilled at, will keep food in your skillet. Mm. Okay. And what I mean by that is the Bible says your gift will make room for you. That's why I don't have to worry about being have an empty stomach. I don't got to worry about my kids being hungry. I got transferable skills. People are going to be having sucky lives all the day of their life. Who they going to need? 
Who's going to need help on their perspectives? And so that's why I, 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 I write and I do videos and I do what I got to do to sharpen my blade so I can build my credibility. Skill produces credibility. Mm-hmm. And when you have credibility, not only not only should your confidence, your ultimate confidence should be in the one that called you. But the one that called you will give you time to build your credentials. I used to ask God, why do you got me on this road for eight years, nine years, 10 years? And God's saying, I wanted you to get your 10,000 hours. I wanted you to get your reps so that you will be so good at what you do that people can look back. See, that's why I used to be like, you know, people ask, why do you have to do something when I was younger? I said, because I always want to have a history, a catalog that people can track my growth. I got I got stuff from 12 years ago, Mm. 12 years. That's why I ain't moved. If it ain't my time, I know when it's my time. The world's going to know how great I am because of how good he is to me. But you got to increase your competence. You got to turn your talents into skills. How many teams did we play? Well, I played in high school. <laughs> how many teams did I actually have to play while you was you doing what you did? You, you was good. You was a good uh, practice player. But whatever. <laughs> Shots fired. I'm coming to Charlotte next weekend. <laughs> you are? Gonna, no. You are? No. Oh. <laughs> Back to my story. The teams that I had to get in the game and play for, we was in the layup lines. We saw them little white boys on the other side. We just saw them passing the ball, doing little drills, shooting. <laughs> we was like, oh, we're going to beat them by 40. Boy. We, we And all we did, because it was a mindset. We still should have won the game, but our mindset dropped. Mm. Oh, we got this. You never can have the mindset, oh, I got this. You got to always stay little in your own eyes. You got to always stay hungry. You cannot get full. You get full, you get fat. You see what I'm saying? You got to say, you know what? I'm never, I'm never done. I'm never complacent. I, I, I didn't, I barely had time to celebrate these two books. These, I wrote these three books in the same season. And I could, I can't rest in these three books right now. I'm on to the next two books I got to write. Mm-hmm. Because if you get full, your money flatlines. So what I'm saying is those boys, they pass the ball around. We, we, uh, um, um, spin headed, lose by 10 to a team we should have beat by 30. We was more talented, but they were more disciplined with their skill set. So what we're saying, how do you how do you build your confidence with your supplemental confidence? Say, you know, I'm going to supplement my confidence in Christ with credibility, with reps, so that I can represent him well. Absolutely. And so that's all I got on that, man. All right. We'll go ahead and move on to the fourth point. Talking about building your self-confidence. Implement self-care. Oh, All right. <clears throat> um, change what you can. Own what you can't. Get active. Take care of your body. Um, improving your self-confidence. And this is, you know, the, the previous points were more like internal. This is a little bit more external, but that counts as well. One easy way to improve your self-confidence is to improve your temple, right? You know, whether that's appearance-wise or health-wise, whatever the case may be, if, you're, if, you're, if your temple doesn't look like you want it to look, then you can change that. That's something that you can change. 
right? It takes self-discipline. It takes, you know, maybe some education, finding out what food you should be eating, what food you shouldn't be eating. It takes discipline to work out, um, you know, do, do the things that you need to do to get your temple where you want it to be, okay? Um, Health-wise, same thing. What kind of foods are you eating? What kind of foods can you leave alone? Because if you're, if you're not in good health, your confidence is not going to be high. I don't care what gifts you have. I don't care what skills you have. If you're laid up in a hospital bed somewhere, then your confidence is not going to be high because there's you can't do anything. Health is wealth. So it's very important to take care of your temple. It's very important to take care of yourself. Take care of your mental. If you need, you know, if you if you need to uh, take a day to get your mind right and and get away from the, the stresses of this life and, you know, just meditate and spend time with God, whatever the case may be, then do that. Take care of yourself. OK, that is a key way to build self-confidence is to take care of yourself mentally, spiritually and physically. Make sure that you are taking care of yourself. A lot of times what happens is, you know, we, we have our responsibilities, we have our obligations and we and, and, and there's nothing wrong with wanting to fulfill those obligations. But sometimes we get so caught up doing that, that we don't take care of ourselves. And over time, your confidence deteriorates because you're giving out, you're giving out, you're giving out and slowly your health is deteriorating, your body is deteriorating, your mind is deteriorating, you slip into depression, you're overweight, you're unhealthy, and your confidence is shot at that point. God can't get you to do what he needs you to do because you don't believe you can do it because you're like, God, look at me. I'm overweight. I'm laid up in in, in this hospital bed. Hey, you know, I'm, I, can't, I'm, I can't think straight. You have to take care of yourself or none of this other stuff works. I that is is a constant refrain that I am telling my wife, babe. Make sure you take care of yourself. I know we have four boys. I know some of them have special needs. I know you're giving out a lot. I know you're giving out a lot. <clears throat> Make sure you take care of yourself. So that is definitely a way to improve your confidence. Make sure that you're taking care of yourself. Make sure you're taking care of your temple. Make sure that you're taking care of your spirit and make sure you're taking care of your mind. And that will improve your self-confidence. Yeah, that's right, man. Capabilities leads to confidence. When you are capable and you strengthen in your body, you're able, you, you'll be built, you'll be more confident. See, I, I'm a living witness. I was 320-something pounds, man. Like, I'm not just talking about this to be whatever, but but temporary moments of enjoyment mm-hmm. can can um can be a detriment to legacy. Because what what scared me, BD, was me dying prematurely with 20 books left in me. Mm. 14 card games still left in me. Because when you die, whatever's left dies with you. That's why I tell people, live full, but die empty. Live full of life. Live full of the abundant life through Christ. Live full. Live vibrant. Live live, uh, vibrant. But make sure you die empty. So that when you die, you die the day that you were supposed to. Most people's deaths... Or dysfunctional dysfunctionalness, whatever the word is, is on them. And it was on me. I had to come into realization, Josh, the enemy comes only but to steal, kill, 
and it's joy. He steals your time. He steals your joy to kill your hope in God, to kill your confidence in God and yourself and then destroy what's in you. He doesn't know everything that God has placed in you, but he knows how to make sure he stops it by having you um, not taking care of your temple. Right. And so we got to get to a, 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 ask ourselves, am I what are, what are the capabilities required for the calling? And if that means I have to have a body that's strong, I got to take care of this vessel. See, I told I told my wife that day, I've ate good. I've ate real good in my life. Now it's time to eat good from now on. I've ate good. I've ate some of the best bad foods out there. Now <laughs> it's time to eat good. I've enjoyed it. Like I, there's no like I don't have my phase. That, that was when my body was able to stretch at that length. But now I got to eat good now. Good right. don't mean I got to compromise on taste, but I got to eat better now. Because now I got a wife now. We, we our goals expecting a child soon. You see what I'm saying? Like I got to be legacy minded. I got to make sure I don't leave them that I no, she's not pregnant yet, but I'm saying that's <laughs> <laughs> 30 seconds. This is a quick timeout. Just quick timeout. We, we, I might need deep. a fool. Wait a minute, <laughs> no, 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 no. Not yet. Not yet. When, when that happens, it's going to be a good episode because I'm okay. excited and I'm ready. I'm ready for some little Ezzies, man. Okay. I, I got, I got, like, everybody else don't have to listen to me. You know what I'm saying? But I can't wait to pour into those who have, that whose ears are listening. Mm. And so what I'm saying here is that I got to make sure that I'm legacy minded. And that I have longevity because I want to leave everything here. Um, like I said, man, when I looked in the mirror, there's two things I saw. Things I couldn't, things I can't, things I can't change and things I can change. Mm. Man, if uh, when I looked at my forehead, I just can't change that, bro. They didn't they come out with technology. That. You can't, they can't saw this down. No, there's nothing for that. They can't, they can't shrink my head, bro. They Not can't possible. do that. That's not possible. There's no scientific technology. That There's could no technology. That's nothing. And begin. I always tell people that my brain's bigger than theirs. <laughs> How you feel about that? That's why y'all acting stupid now, because y'all y'all head ain't as big as mine. It's another topic for another day. But I had to own this. I had to own that these these mixture of Black American and Nigerian features. I had to own it. I had to own that this hairline is gone. Thank God God had foreseeable abilities to say, at least I'm going to make your head round so that mm. when you do go bald, you can still stand tall. You know what I'm saying? You still be confident. Imagine, that's why BD, God blessed him with the hairline still. Because if that start fading away, that brother's done. They're going to call him Captain, Captain B. <laughs> Always got a cap on. You know what I'm saying? No cap, but I got a cap on. You know what I'm saying? But but God graced me. I gotta look at the positives. That's right. God knew that hairline's done, man. I don't even remember. I ain't had a hairline since 2012. <laughs> How many years is that? Eight years? Ooh. BD, bro, wouldn't even be BD's forget his purpose. He's done. If he done. didn't have those waves done. and that hairline, BD is is doing nothing but with God. his life. But God. But God gave him that box head, man, looking like Gumby. He's faithful. You know what I'm saying? He's faithful, even down to the shape of your features. So what I'm saying is he created those features for something. That's why I don't have to worry about it. I don't care about what woman likes my features. I got a wife. You know what I'm saying? So what I'm saying is when I looked in that mirror and saw I couldn't change certain features, I said, okay, let me own those things. Okay, cool. Because if I don't own those things, those things will be sold against me and I will be insecure. But when I looked in that mirror and I was like, dang, Josh, you're getting big, bro. 
One time I looked in the mirror, I was like, bro, come on, man. Come on, man. You taking years off now. I yep. made those changes. I was 225, 222, 323, 3, 3, 25. I, I was uh, 249 the other day, and I was like, bro, I'm going to stay in the 50s. Ooh. Because one thing, everything, you can lose everything else. You can't lose this. <laughs> so, so, so I got to be proportionate. Okay? <laughs> What I'm saying is, man, we, what things you can't change, you just got to love it and own it. Things you can change, change it. Get in that gym. Think about legacy. But self-care is very important because people will drain you and not pour anything back. And you got to make sure that you backed by God who will guide you into where you should pour where you need to pour. All right. We're going long, so my bad, BD. I, I had like five words today. Boy, only <laughs> a minute, an hour 15 in already. All right, we're going to go ahead and go to the last point, which is to surround yourself with doers. Man, that, that is an incredible point as far as increasing your self-confidence. Like, look at the people you surround yourself with. I don't know what the saying is, but um, that, you know, show, show me, me your five friends. Show me your and future. I'll, you'll show me your future. So if, if you're surrounded by people who are negative, who are always thinking about negative things, who, aren't, who don't have goals and aspirations, who aren't trying to accomplish anything, who aren't about, who, who aren't, they don't stand for anything, then your self-confidence is going to reflect that. If you have friends who are always the positive, you know what I mean? They have, they're, they're passionate. They're, they're pursuing their purpose. They're constantly trying to improve and get better. They're reading books. They're going to seminars. They're, 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 at, they're, at, they're in church. You know, if you're surrounded by those kind of people, your confidence is going to reflect that, man. There's a reason J.E. and I hang together and we always have is because we, we're not on that negative stuff. Mm-hmm. You don't see a whole lot of uh, you don't you're not going to see a whole bunch of that coming from us. We're, we've always been operating and flowing in our gifts. And so I think that's what, you know, drew us to, to one another. Like, we're, we're about doing. So if you don't have somebody who are a circle of friends or people around you who are progressive, who are trying to do things, your confidence is going to be shot. When you have friends that are doing things, I guarantee you, they're going to be motivating you. Friends who are doing stuff, they're not going to be telling you, oh, yeah, no, you can't do that. I, I, I'm doing this, but you can't do it. No, that's not how people like that rock. If people, people who are accomplishing things, people who are driven are always going to be pushing you. Hey, what are you doing? You know you're good at X, Y, Z. Why don't you do this? Why don't you start this business? Why don't you start this YouTube channel? They're always going to be pushing you because they want you to, to, to come to their level. Like they're not going to stoop down to your level. Definitely. They want you to come up to their level. Good friends, they're going to pull you up to their level. So surround yourself with doers. Don't surround yourself with a bunch of people who are just talking about stuff. Don't surround yourself with a bunch of people who just have a bunch of dreams, but they're not actually doing anything. Surround yourself with doers. That will improve your self-confidence. Listen, man, that, that point right there is just one of those that I'm glad we're able to end on. Um, because one thing that annoys me is people who only talk about stuff but don't do it. Like, 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 man, I'm like, bruh, has life not inspired you enough that the fact that there are two ultimate realities that each and every one of us going to have to face, that's death and the judgment. 
like like no one no one who ever lived escaped those two. Nobody. Even Christ went through those two. He died and he had to see his father turn his back on him. So either way, everybody has to go through it. And so I say that to inspire you like, cool, man, if you have nine lives, then waste three. Cool. <laughs> but you only got one. Right. And so if I, I'm, I, me and BD have talks, man, and it goes into hours where we're like, man, like I refuse to live my life and get nothing from it. These people are going to beaches when they want to, staying there how long they want to, taking their family, taking, taking their kids to places that most kids only read in books. Right. I don't want my kids to see. I want them to take a look what's in the book outside mm -hmm. the book. Mm. You see what I'm saying? But 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 I'm like, man, listen. If it's possible, that's why, man. I'm like, as long as I'm young, I'm gonna maximize my youth, so that when I get older, I can at least compensate the lack of youth I have with youth giving experiences, right? Youth giving resources. And so that you do that by surrounding yourself with doers. You got to change what's on your Instagram feed because some of y'all are feeding off the wrong people's pages. Mm -hmm. Change your feed, man. Change your feed, man, because that's why they call it a feed. Why do you think they call it a feed? Because that's what you eat every day. That's good. That's you good. Gotta, you got to change that feed, bro. You got to say, you know what? I'm going I'm to I'm block all these people. I'm going to unfriend them, unfollow them. If you don't want to hurt their feelings, just unfollow. Don't unfriend them or whatever. I think that's just Facebook. But you got to just do whatever you got to do to say all you see on all social media feeds are doers. Because if all you're around is watching people do stupid stuff, you'll be stupid yourself. Hey, I'm going to hop in real quick and I'm going to let you finish. I'm yeah. going to just say, because because some people might not have, like they might not have the relationship like That's me and right. J.E. have. You might That's not right. have people around you That's who right. are doers. You might have come up in an environment <clears throat> where you just don't have that you know circle around you. You just are not privy to those kind of individuals. That is how you use social media for your advantage. We talked about how it can, how it can hurt your self-confidence, how you can use it to improve your self-confidence. Surround yourself with doers on social media. Your Instagram, it, I, I could look at a person's Instagram and I could tell you a lot about where they're gonna That's be. It. It's That's the right. same thing as the quote about the friends. Cause if you look at my Instagram, I've got a bunch of people on there that are doing. Doing. Whether it's real estate, stocks, whether it's you know mogul entertainment moguls, all of that is what I'm, when I scroll through my inter, uh, Instagram feed, I'm looking at them because I'm like, oh wow, he's doing that. Oh, wow. He's doing that. Oh, wow. This is what life could look like. Oh, wow. This is what it looks like to be in, in your purpose and walking in your purpose. So if you don't have those friends, utilize social media <clears throat> because you'll they're, they're putting it on uh, on display what they're doing. You know, why they, you know why they do that? Because they know 99 percent of people ain't going to do it. Not going to do it. So what they do is I don't mind giving this game for free because none of y'all are prepared to play. And that's why I study film. I study. If E.T.'s the number one speaker in the world, I'm studying his film. Not to be like him, because I got my own style of speech. That's why I only listen to two people. I only listen to two people. I listen to nobody else. I only listen to my pastor, Pastor Gould, and I watch E.T. Why? Because they're the greats in their arena. Yep. Everybody else, y'all beneath me. 
I no disrespect, no disrespect, but I don't put my 10,000. I could talk this talk. I, I'm great at what I do. So I could talk this talk because I got 12 years of experience. The rest of them, I don't care who your favorite preacher is. I'm 10 times better than them. You know what I'm saying? It is what it is because I'm hungry. They are up there now. They're comfortable. They're comfortable, but I'm still hungry. And so I studied them because I'm like, okay, I'm going to watch his film because I want to travel from school to school, college to college, have my own conference where people come in. I got to study because Pastor Gould is teaching me what it means to have a ministry. E.T. is teaching me how to be the best speaker in the world. I studied a film. You know what I'm saying? And so what I'm saying is, is that you got to get to a place where you change your diet online and change what you're feeding yourself. Because some of y'all, if you're going to at least spend, listen, that's why, that's why I always tell myself, at least when I'm on social media, it's still productive. There you go. So there my thing go. is, I can be, I can be on YouTube for hours. I ain't watching no crazy stuff. Right. I'm learning. If I'm on Instagram, I'm looking. I'm I'm trying to get. I don't look at just them in the picture. I look behind them in that picture. Right. I read the captions. You know, I I, I peep game. You know, I'm okay, okay, okay. That's how you move. Bet. No yep. taking. Yep. No taking. That's how you clues. Exact. Watch for clues. Don't be like, oh, that's cool. See, that's the problem. We look for cool. We don't look for clues. Mm. You can't be looking for cool, man. I don't look for cool because I don't care about you. I'm looking at the clues you leaving behind. Yep. So I don't get caught up in, oh, man, he's great. I'm looking for clues. And that's where I'm trying to get y'all. That's why people be asking me, you know, can I get time with you? I'm like, cool, you got to pay for that time. But if it's someone's cool, I'll, I'll give them free game. But I'm like, man, I've left you 12 years of it. <laughs> Some of us, you you want to talk to people when they're showing the game for free. Mm. You got to pay to talk to people, but they're giving you the game for free. Watch how I move. You'll learn a lot. Right. People ask me why you ain't saying much through all this stuff. Watch my moves, man. Watch my moves. You might learn something. And that's why I tell people, man, surround yourself with doers. I, that's why I don't have that many friends. They, a lot of people ain't doing nothing. <laughs> I'm at a level in my life where you had to you gotta let people go. You not a doer, you you I got hives now. I'm allergic to non-doers. And so what I'm saying is you gotta say, you know what? If you don't got friends like me and B and BD been friends since ninth grade, tenth grade, cre uh, creating songs in the cafeteria, <laughs> beatboxing. We was vlogging that graduation before they was even in YouTube. We was ahead of our time before the time. Yep. And so what I'm saying is, that's why this podcast is going to be great. I tell Brandon all the time, we're going to have a million subscribers. I ain't worried about that. I ain't worried about that. I'm just talking in front of y'all now. Y'all y'all going to have to watch it one day. It is what it is because I know we're going to put the work in and we're going to do it. And so what I'm saying is, man, because we're at the hour and 26 marker, this, this podcast was more so motivational. I know we give a lot of relational things, um, but, but self-confidence is part of relationships. Yeah. Um, and so we just want to make sure that you guys turn into doers, man, because at the end of the day, we want to see y'all at the top. You know, we want to see y'all enjoying the top of your life, enjoying and thriving. Absolutely. And I think that's all we've got on self-confidence. But yeah, 
like J.E. said, I know we normally talk about uh, relationships on this podcast, and this was a little detour from that, but it is important because self kind of like J.E. said, self-confidence plays a major factor <clears throat> in relationships. When you talk to both men and women, one of the most important things that they are looking for in another person is self-confidence. Okay, mm-hmm. so a lot of times we we worry about you know the end result, but we don't want to we don't want to look at the things that 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 create that end result. Self confidence is one of those things that you can work on before you find that everybody wants to know when they're going to find you know the one for them. Everybody wants to know when they're going to get married, but not a lot of people want to do some self reflection and look at themselves how they can improve themselves, how they can improve their self confidence. That's what's going to draw that person. All right. God can bring that person across your path. But if you are not taking care of your body, if you're not, you know, doing the things that we're talking about here today, they're going to keep walking right past you and you're not going to have the confidence to talk to them or they're not going to see enough in you to want to pursue you. So we're still we're still kicking some knowledge that's going to help you in your relationships. But this is important information that this is free game that you can utilize and improve yourself, improve your self-confidence, and just improve your life in general. All right. So if you got anything from uh, this particular uh, topic, hop in the comments and let us know. Let us know if you guys enjoy the detour from relationships. If you want to see us do some more uh, topics <coughs> like this in the future, um, and let us know if there's anything that you got from it. All right. We're going to go ahead and keep it moving into the last segment of the day, which is going to be this or that, this or that. All right. So today's this or that. It's going to be an interesting one. So today's this or that. You're going to have to choose between um, basically heating devices or cooling devices, but we're talking about in terms of like cooking. So, so basically what I'm saying is, would you rather have a microwave, oven, stove, grill, or would you rather have a refrigerator, cooler? I don't know what else cools. Those two. Cool. Yeah. You're going to have to choose between those. All right. Do you want to be able to refrigerate and preserve your food or do you want to be able to cook? And heat up your food. It's a tough choice. J.E. Man. <laughs> it's tough. Because if if you remove refrigeration, ooh, mm-hmm. you, can o- you can only eat what you buy that day. Because yeah. there ain't no leftovers? No leftovers. But how can you have leftovers if you have no oven? But I guess you can have leftovers if it's all cold. Oh, man. But if you have no refrigeration, there's no ice. Mm. <gasps> What's cereal without milk? Mm. For what is cereal without milk? <clears throat> what is cereal? Who's that song? That, <laughs> what's that? Kurt Franklin or Fred? Who, well, definitely one Fred. And that's Ooh. my Aaron of grievance, bro. I'll get to, we'll talk about this. Save it for next week. Save it for next week. I'm mad, bro. Christians always take competition on everything. (laughs) Um, man, that's tough, BD. Let's start with refrigeration, man. What, why is refrigeration important? Um, leftovers. 
mm-hmm. milk and mm-hmm. like uh, perishable items, mm-hmm. perishable foods. Right. Um, oh, the freezer. When you see, because Beatty, when you see, when I go to the grocery store and there's good deals, those deals mm-hmm. are only because there's one day away from being spoiled. You have to freeze by that day. Right. The longevity of meats is because of the freezer. That's right. But if you just have refrigeration, how would you want the food? Are you talking about all? Because if, that, if that's the case, then I'll go old school with it. I watch this guy on YouTube. He only cooks outdoors. You can't heat. I can't heat nothing at all? No. So how, So how? if I just do refrigeration, how is the food that I put in the refrigerator heated and cooked beforehand? Can't be. Then refrigeration got to go. <laughs> I'll trust somebody else's refrigeration. If that means I got to go hunt and cut off and shave hair and stuff, then so be it. But one thing I'm not about to do is have cold cut sandwiches all the days of my life. <laughs> and be refreshed with beverages all the days of my life. Ice what's, cream. You got ice cream. But what's ice cream without the hot, warm without cookies? You got you can't make cookies without an oven. Brownies without an oven. Yeah, you can. You can just buy Oreos. Or, or who, chips who ma- how do you make the Oreos? You need somebody has to have an oven. No, I'm this is just no, you. Be no, just this you. ain't just then if it's just me, I use my neighbor's refrigerator. <laughs> So are you all or nothing? <laughs> are you really going to use your neighbor's refrigerator? I'll use mama's. <laughs> that, that's someone I hey, trust. Let me, let me put this in your fridge, mama. <laughs> yeah, man, I made a dumb decision earlier today. I need a refrigeration. <laughs> I made a dumb decision. <laughs> so, yeah, let's, let's, I mean, it's, so it's, just a, your, a, it's just at your crib. It's just at your oh, crib. Oh, then refrigeration got to go. Because I can always use family's refrigeration. Someone got somebody got a big freezer in their garage. Put that stuff in there. I mean, vice versa. Somebody didn't. You could go use somebody's grill. But see, but but see, the thing about a grill and a stove and an oven. I don't. I don't want to go to somebody's house and eat at their house. I want to. There's something about eating at home. You could cook it over there and then take it to your house. I mean, who got time for that? I'm hungry now. Okay. So you're gonna you're gonna cook it at the at your crib. And then whatever leftovers you have, you take it over to Mama's house. No, only eat, only eat at the level that I'm able to eat that day. No leftovers. If if there's anything left over, I leave it on the stove and eat it later on that day. But it won't go over into the night. I won't let that food go down on my raft, bro. Mm. Cause, bro, refrigeration is for the cooking. And if I gotta cook at somebody, what's the point of having all this good food in your fridge to cook somewhere else? Nah, I'm gonna take refrigeration because you're you're a drinking man, like juice and stuff. <laughs> I'm about to say, don't <laughs> <laughs> my bad. Put that on me. Nah, my bad, bro. Um, no. So, like, I mean, I can get cooked food anywhere. I can go to a restaurant, get whatever food I want, and then I can put it in my fridge. Uh, this is. This is whack. We you supposed to do it across all boards. Then you know what? You know what? No, that sounded good, but if you think about it, if you go get the food and you put it in the fridge, now you can't warm it up. So there's no point in having the leftovers. See, but if I have a neighbor's whose fridge I can trust 
family that I can trust. I can all you can all room temperature can get food at least till night. So at least you still can have two meals from 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 one without refrigeration. Only thing refrigeration is for is beverages, milk for cereal, um, freezing meats, freezing if you like waffles, eggos and stuff. <clears throat> but you can't warm it up. But listen, I need I'd rather warm I need I need something to warm my food with. Because yeah. at least the journey, the journey of me getting my food from somebody else's freezer, I can I can incorporate that within my day. I can plan that. What I can't plan is have a refrigerator in abundance of food and then got to take all these ingredients into the car, then drive it to someone else's house and then cook it there. And then I got to share. At least, hey, don't touch that. My name is on it. I take it out of their fridge, drive home, and now it's only in my house. <sighs> Unless, mm-hmm. unless we're talking about, hey, I put out a a bond a, a fire in the back and I cook in the in the fields. Mm-mm. You can't do that. You can't heat food up. And I'm, I'm I told you my answer, BD. <laughs> my <laughs> answer stands. My answer stands. No refrigeration, bro. I'm really not sure. This is this is a tough one. Why, do you, that need, why I... do you need refrigeration? Why? Why do I need refrigeration? Oh, what's causing you to be... Nah, I'm not quite ready to go to the heating side. Because I don't eat that much meat anymore. So... Hmm, that's true. But what, but what do you eat? You still got to heat that up or do you just do a bunch of... Because your stuff is full of preservatives. Um, I don't have to. I mean, I could eat peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. I can eat... Um, Fruits, oh, my you're vegetables. Not, now you're talking, but you can't. A man cannot live off peanut butter and jelly alone. BD. <laughs> you just after a while, peanut butter and jelly do get old after a while. BD. Yeah, you're right. Uh, refrigeration's gonna have to go. It's gonna have to go. I'm just gonna cook all my food for the day in the morning. There you go. Or around noon or whatever, and I'm gonna eat it and put that thing on the, uh, you know, well, the stove you can't actually heat it, but. It can sit there, and I'll eat it later. And then but you can the heat day, it. You can heat it, though. No, you can't. You yes, said, you can. Refrigeration yeah, is kind of cool. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, yeah, you're right. See, yeah. So I can read. Yeah. Bruh, I, can go, I, can go, I can go to Chick-fil-A and get a big, large cup of ice. Right. And use that to cool my beverages. Mm. It's true. Okay. Refrigeration has got to go. Now, if you was talking across the board, that would make it even more difficult. What you mean? If you said no refrigeration anywhere, no heating anywhere. Nah. Nah. Because then we won't have anything. Yeah, that would be a sad world to live in. But that was the world. It's true. Perspective. Reason to be thankful. Come on, man. You're talking to Mr. Perspective, man. Mr. P. (laughs) <laughs> not Master P show some respect Mr. P alright I don't think we're going to elaborate on that any further yeah, because it's already gone long I feel one coming for me too so <laughs> and bro I don't even got time to take a nap bro. what time now 6 o'clock oh it's late there yeah it's late here man and I, I think my wife wants to go back to church I think I'm going I'm to go back to church I'm about to get mm. back in this book man no rest man no rest until tonight that's what it is, man. Six, and I got to go to work tomorrow. I got to actually go into the school tomorrow. 
I know. I go back to work full time tomorrow. Yeah, but it's my last week, bro. I said once Friday comes, bro. Oh yeah, you about to be out. Yeah, man. We got to we got to go we got to be back at school August the 6th. But I'm mm. I'm I'm getting my rest, bro. I'm going to write these books. I'm going to get these books out before um some other big things happen for me and then I'm going to sleep, 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 bro. I hear that. All right. Well, um yeah, hop in the comments. Let us know about that, this or that. Let us know which one you would choose because I'm interested to hear your responses on that. And hop in the comments, period, about anything uh, that you found interesting in this week's podcast, Oof. like we said previously. Um, other than that, if you haven't hit the subscribe button, all right, hit the subscribe button. Hit the bell so that you get post notifications so that you know whenever we drop new content. Okay. I'm sure most of you are coming, uh, are familiar with Josh's page, but go over to his page and check out his content. All right. Check out the Blue Peace crew if you want to see some more content about my family and our journey and our struggles. All right. Um, other than that, I am a happily married man, a humble father of four. He is Joshua Ezzy, Slim Rev, happily married as well. We're the Good Guys Podcast. And we're only good because he's good. Because he's good. Better take a good nap. See y'all next time. Peace.